Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels on Labor Day. Hope you're taking it easy wherever you are and maybe, maybe having a little time off from this hectic thing called life before we all dive back into work tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow morning, as it were. But we're here Monday through Friday talking Packers. It's what we do here at Cheesehead TV. We're devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. And we don't take any days off. There's no days off. We're always talking green and gold. Uh, Speaking of talking green and gold, hope you all got a chance to check out Carry the G and MKE, our latest podcast here at Cheesehead TV with my new co-host, Camille Davis. Lots of fun in store this season, talking ball with Camille. She knows her shit. She's really good on the mic. And I'm just absolutely thrilled to have have her on board here at Cheesehead TV. Um, Thanks to everyone who already checked it out. I saw a bunch of people... uh, viewership wise it's already uh taken off as it were as the kids like to say really appreciate everyone supporting uh camille as she comes on board here at cheesehead tv uh it's bear week the bears still suck is it a question mark it should be an exclamation point but who really knows it's uh one of the first time in a long time we haven't really got a great kind of feel heading into a week one game or a initial game against the bears where it could be a sea of change. It could be a, a changing of the guard, if you will. You don't really know. And that's what's making this kind of lead up to this opening game so maddening and exciting at the same time. And of course, the headliner, if you will, is Jordan Love here in Green Bay and Packers fandom. It's all about Jordan Love and how he plays and what path is he set up, set on here this year as a first-time starter, and I have to say, I have nothing but uh, respect and give mad props to Aaron Rodgers for calling Bill Huber and talking to him about Jordan Love taking over for him, and all of the kind of insight and wisdom that Aaron is uniquely qualified to give. If you haven't read the piece over at Sports Illustrated at uh, Packer Central there on Huber's kind of rundown, I highly recommend you do so. And also, just very cool of Aaron to give Huber the exclusive. Look, I, you know, through, through the sixteen whatever years Aaron was in Green Bay, I know he. You certainly get used to the rhythms of the beat and who asks what kind of questions. And there are certainly, there certainly have been plenty of times where Aaron would maybe give Huber some good nature ribbing from time to time. But I think the fact that he, you know, talked to Bill. For this article exclusively it shows the level of respect he has for the work bill does and i i know my co-founder here at gshead tv often takes shots at bill huber but i i think the man is killing it and i think that call from aaron really cements what a great job he's been doing on the beat these last few years and really kind of carving a, a place out for himself where he is indispensable as far as the coverage of the Green Bay Packers. So shout out to Bill. And again, I cannot recommend you guys enough. Go and read this piece on uh, Jordan Love and taking over for a legend and the things he you know, has to do and should do and probably is thinking about and all the stuff. I did like Aaron framing <clears throat> a lot of the stuff about how we on the outside – obviously create narratives and talk about certain aspects of the job and what it means to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, Aaron talking about how how much that doesn't get 
discussed and or even thought about inside the building. It's much more about obviously being present and committed to your teammates and doing the best job you can do as the quarterback you are or as the man you are, the leader you are. Um, just thought that was it was just very interestingly uh, kind of framed from 12 there or now eight, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, everyone should read it. It's good stuff. Shout out to Bill. Good get. Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see everybody mixing it up. We got Wisco Sports. What's up, man? Brandy's here. Of course, Brandy's here. Brandy, I see you saw uh, you had your uh, fantasy draft. I'm glad the Cheesehead TV drafts and leagues are underway. Danny, shout out. Thank you for becoming a Care of the G Club member. Really appreciate the support, man. Thank you so much. Adam, thank you for the super chat, man. It's my birthday tomorrow, and I have my fantasy draft on Wednesday. Let's go. The G is heavy, but Jordan can carry it. Also, feed Aaron Jones. I think that last part is a major key to Sunday's game. Uh, it's funny because so much, for good reason, uh, has been talked about, analyzed, what have you, regarding Jordan Love and the quarterback play and the passing game and all the young receivers and the Packers offense in general. But so little has been talked about and or maybe emphasized when it comes to the Packers running game and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and how important they are going to be not only on Sunday, but this entire season. I do think it's been, I don't know if not underrated, but somewhat flying under the radar just because of all the focus and so much being, you know, kind of focused on Jordan Love and the change at quarterback and what have you. Man, I think obviously big time. Aaron Jones is the key to the season. If you talk about, okay, the Packers have a chance to make a run of the playoffs with their first year starter at quarterback. I think a big part of that component is going to be Aaron Jones. And is he allowed to be successful? Is he put in that position? Is he a focal point of the offense? Maybe in a way he hasn't been the last few years, but uh, yes, Aaron Jones, feed him, please. Soder, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Last night, YouTube TV activated the view for NFL ticket week one. Shit about to get real. <laughs> you ain't lying, man. It does feel good, right? We're so we're God, we're on the precipice. We're so close to kickoff of, of this season. I can't, I man, I can barely contain myself. Abdul, thank you for the super chat, man. Hey, Aaron, what do you see as the strength of this team? Congrats on the new Cheesehead TV chapter. Thank you so much. Um, I said it heading into camp, and I have seen uh, precious little to dissuade me. I know there are some question marks regarding the interior but uh, when it comes to depth, but I will still say I think the offensive line is a pretty damn strong unit, and I think they have the ability to make all that stuff we were just talking about, whether it is Jordan Love, whether it is the skill position players, the wide receivers, the tight ends, and the running backs get going. All of that only happens if the offensive line is good. And I think they're going to be not only good, but pretty damn good, maybe even great. Uh, they've got to gel, obviously. they got to, they got to play together for a little bit. But, man, I love this offensive line. I really do. Young Feezy Baby, thanks for the Super Chat. To fathers of daughters and the continued success of Cheesehead TV. That's really that's really nice of you, man. Thank you so much. I, I greatly appreciate it. Sean, thanks for the super chat, man. Congrats on your success with Cheesehead TV and Chasing Your Dream. I'm 35 and I am changing my career. And hearing your stories with your girls is inspiring. I look forward to sharing your beer with you and others. Thank you, Sean. Hey, man. 
good luck in where whatever endeavor you know where, wherever you're headed keep chasing it man keep after it thank you so much i really appreciate it joe thanks for the super chat man aaron jones aaron Rodgers appreciated and embraced the packers bears rivalry anybody still on the team who kind of understands what the rivalry means to us fans I think Aaron really leaned into it after he had a lot of success against against the Bears, which I understand, of course, you should. Um, I thought Rasul Douglas had it absolutely perfect today. I'm going to draw up this tweet because Ryan Wood tweeted out a quote from the locker room today that I thought was absolutely perfect in this age of free agency and lots of player movement and guys just not really being in the same spot for too long. I mean, maybe a handful of dudes, but... Uh, you know, for the most part, it's a very transient league and it's not like you build up rivalries in the way that you maybe did in college. Uh, we as fans, yes, it's very important to us, but uh, I've, I loved what he said. Um, I don't have a rivalry in the NFL, so it's hard. I mean, some players might feel like that. I just know that it's like it's being put out, put on you because you're in the atmosphere. So it's like you're best friends with somebody and they don't like somebody. You don't know why. You don't care. You just can't like that person because your best friend don't like them. It's kind of like that. I don't know why they don't like the Bears, and I don't care. It's just they don't like them. I don't like them. I think that's perfect. That's, I mean, that's as good as it's going to get for most of the, you know, guys in the locker room as far as how many young dudes are on this team this year, how many guys have come from other programs where they don't care about Packers, Bears. Now, they want to win, no question about it. And they definitely feel the energy from the fan base regarding certain teams, whether it is the Bears, the Vikings, or what have you. But for the most part, they're professionals. You know, it's just not the same. They say, again, especially when guys and teams are so different from every year to year, it's just hard to kind of build that up inside the building with the players, right? Now, that said, there are certain, there have been players and coaches who have kind of really leaned into it i loved mccarthy when he was the head coach of the packers he understood the rivalry really well and he did lean into it and uh i appreciated that but matt has not done so and i kind of get it i mean matt's just had success i mean that's the other thing like i don't care if you lean into it or not if you keep beating them that's fine by me you know then we as fans can enjoy it um but yeah that it's not it's just, it's just hard, man. It's just hard to kind of imprint it on these young men who really obviously grew up other places and don't have the same affiliations. And I understand why it's probably pretty rare these days for most, you know, teams to kind of lean into it. Now that said, it is a very young team and who knows if they can keep the core together, maybe over time, it becomes a little bit more personal to these guys. And that's always possible. But right now it's, uh, I think it's pretty tough. Oh, where's my thing? There it is. How you guys doing? All right. Um, Jack, thanks to Super Chat, man. Got to keep Fields in the pocket. Make him throw. What was that old couple years ago, wasn't it? Got to make so-and-so play. We got to make Trubisky play quarterback. I think, that's, isn't that what somebody said? Um, and yeah, it's, it's very true. I mean, you want to get them in third and long. Make him work from the pocket as a passer. That is 1,000% what you want. Now, Obviously, that's the same for a lot of young quarterbacks as far as if you're a defense and you want to win and get off the field like, yeah, you want to make these young guys 
got to earn it on third down with big time throws, big time plays to move the chains and, you know, keep stay on the field. I do think fields is going to, uh, the bears in general are going to try and stay out of those situations so much so that I think we're going to see a lot of design runs for him early uh, first and second downs to try and avoid needing to do exactly what you're talking about. But it's the game of football. Those situations will rise eventually, no question about it. And in those moments, that's when the Packers have got to get off the field. And this is where I talk about Joe Barry and I talk about his approach and how I got to see it to believe it, to get behind it. I don't want Joe Barry going all Dion on me. So, Joe, no. Right now, it's not a question of I don't believe or I do believe. I just don't know, man. You got to show me. Yeah, God forbid we get yelled at by a coach. Ben, thanks for the super chat, man. Hey, Nags, can't wait for us to smash the Bears this weekend. Go Pack Go. Thanks for all you guys do. Thank you, Ben, man. I really appreciate the support. Charlie, thank you for the super chat. None of this matters beyond how we play on Sunday, but starting to see the media narrative shift to where Green Bay isn't just competitive, but potential division winners. Florio, Simmons, Sims, etc., I've noticed that as well. It is pretty interesting, isn't it? It is fascinating to me that we spent the entirety of the offseason and much of even the start of training camp, the national media, all the Packers are clearly in a rebuilding mode and they, you know, will be lucky to finish third in the division, etc. Now, Jordan Love goes out there and has a handful of really effective drives and throws a couple of touchdown passes. And all of a sudden the national media is like, Oh, you know, the, the Packers could win the division. The Packers could be a content. Like they could contend for something like the Packers could be good. Where you been boys and girls, where you been? That said to your earlier point, Charlie, none of it means anything come week one kicking off against the bears. That's literally all that matters. Um, but it is just funny to see the narrative merchants kind of spin their wheels a little bit and try and reverse course or maneuver to, oh, well, you know, the Packers might be kind of good. No shit. Yeah, it's not a rebuild. Like, I've been trying to tell you guys this all offseason. Not you guys, like the national folks. You guys, you people. What do you mean, you people? Kevin, thanks for the super chat, man. Do you see this season's offense being similar to the 2020 version? I'm fascinated to find this out. Kevin, I got to admit, uh, I really do think we've seen precious little of what it's actually going to look like this preseason because it has been very vanilla. Jordan talked about that, I believe, last week at his locker. Like It's been all very basic stuff that we've seen so far. But I do wonder how much Jaden Reed mm, being utilized as, say, like the Ty Tyler Irvin type role, how much of that is going to be implemented? How many more condensed formations are we going to see versus all the spread stuff. And we saw some spread in preseason. So I do think it's always a balance and it's always going to be dependent on who they're facing, what the scheme is, how they feel they can best utilize their scheme to take advantage of it and how the matchups play into it. As far as who they have on their roster, they think can take advantage of whoever the defense is trying to put up against them. But yeah, I do suspect we'll see a little bit more of, you know, a lot more motion. I talked about that last week. I think we'll see a lot more motion this year. I think we'll see some a good mix of different types of runs as far as 
whether it's just the zone scheme stuff, but I think we'll see a smattering of power, some angle blocks, maybe some counter. We've seen that at times with LaFleur, but I do think we'll see more of it and more variations of it this year. But again, I'm fascinated, man. I, I wish I had an answer for you, but we'll see. M, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Do you think the Bears D will treat 10 Spagnola style? That is an excellent question. Here's my thing, and I, I think I talked about this on a daily earlier this summer, but it is heartening to see how well Jordan has played out of the gate here so far this summer, right? However, it has been very, 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 very little as far as major pressures and like heavy pressure in his lap instantly, etc. the way we saw in that Kansas City game, right? Even since that Kansas City game, it's not like he's been in a position where coordinators felt the need to go after him. I mean, he came in that Philadelphia game last year, performed very well, but Philadelphia's protecting a two-score lead in the second half. Like, they're playing off. They're not prevent, but they're playing a pretty soft cover two shell, right? A lot of the time, or two-man, or what have you. But, and the one time they went one high, you know, Jordan smoked him with Watson on that slant and touchdown, and then, oh, we're back to too high after that. You know, I, I do think I'm fascinated to see if they could not only come after him early and often, but just try to uh, pack the box quite a bit early on, make things tough for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and force Jordan Love to try to beat them. You know, get those one on ones on the outside and make Aaron make those throw or make Jordan make those throws, you know, so. Yeah, I think that's that's the whole cat and mouse thing that I'm definitely excited to see. Not only how the Bears attack him, but then when that gets put on tape, whatever they're successful against, whatever they struggle with, and how does that play into what other coordinators see on that tape and start to kind of compile their dossier, if you will, about how to defend Jordan Love. Man, I'm with you. Because if the Bears do it and they are successful with it, you can guarantee the rest of the league will follow suit until Jordan and the Packers, i.e. Matt, show the league that they will make you pay. And I do wonder how much kind of how much more Matt might be prepared this time around as opposed to that Kansas City game to put his quarterback in a better position if that happens. Because I don't think that was Matt's greatest moment as a play caller that evening in Kansas City. Um, but that was a long time ago. Matt's learned a lot since then. So it'll be, I am, I'm telling you, man, that is a great question. And it's something that it's, it's a great unknown. And I do think if you're the bears, yeah, I come after the kid early and often make him prove that he can beat you. Uh, Justin, thanks for the super chat, man. I don't want to damper the rivalry with Chicago, but as someone who grew up in Northwest Wisconsin, I just detest the Vikings and their fans more. Oh yeah. The Vikings took over for me a long time ago, as far as the most hated, like, I respect the Bears organization. Their fans are a little ridiculous sometimes, but I understand their passion for their team. Like, I get it, man. There's respect there. Like, yeah, they're the Bears and they still suck, but I respect them. I, I have very little respect for anything having to do with the Vikings organization, other than the fact that they were the first team to ever have a sensory room in their stadium for uh, people on the spectrum, which I think is fucking awesome. And I wish the Packers would follow suit. But outside of that, players, coaches, the game of football, their fans, garbage man garbage nicholas thanks to super chat man love looks promising but wasn't kaiser just as talented 
What is he good at that Kaiser wasn't? Oh, man, Nicholas. Uh, everything. Uh, I think he's got a much better arm. I think he does a great job at the line of scrimmage. I think his mobility is a lot better. Um, and just total command of the offense, which is to be expected having been there for three years. But um, he can put the ball in lots of different places and throw uh, out of multiple different platforms that Kaiser never could. I, I don't know, man. Just as talented. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one there, Coach. Danny G, thanks for the Super Chat. Usually hit you up on Facebook, but want to support the brand now since it's its own beast. Been following you since the Crooked Lampshade days. Thank you, Danny. That's really, really appreciated, man. Thank you so much. Corey, thanks for being a Care of the G Club member, man. Any word on Darnell Savage? No word on Darnell Savage. Uh, unless there maybe someone got a quote from the locker room, perhaps, uh, which was literally going on right before I went live. But no, it w- what was interesting, Corey, is that we, the media, quote, quote, you know, we were slated to hear from Lafleur earlier this morning. They put out, you know, the email for the week as far as media availabilities. And Matt was supposed to talk this morning prior to the day starting. But then we got a revision this morning without Matt's availability. So now we're not going to hear from Matt until Wednesday. And I'm not saying that, you know has this direct correlation or anything, but it would have been nice to get some kind of update on Darnell Savage, but maybe he just didn't want to deal with it until there's a injury report. And the first injury report doesn't need to come out until Wednesday. So we won't know much on Darnell. I would think until Wednesday, unless somebody in green Bay, you know, prize loose some information from somebody on the staff, but we'll see. Seth, thanks for the super chat, man. Hot take, A.J. Hawk should be as beloved in Wisconsin as he is in Ohio. I mean, he's a Super Bowl champion, right? Uh, he's instrumental in bringing a title to Titletown, so I feel you, man. I, I just think it's just tough because given where he was drafted and the expectations around it, it was never really a fair setup for him. Now, you know, I get the jokes about, you know, leading the Packers in tackles and all those tackles came you know, six yards after the first down marker, et cetera. Like I get, I I get it. Right. I get the disappointment, but man, he was a really good player for a really long time. And that's the other thing. He answered the bell over and over and over again, played through so many injuries, was always accountable. I'm with you. I think he probably should get a little bit more love from the Wisconsin slash Packers fan base than he probably does. But it's the draft, it's a draft industrial complex. It's warped everybody's brains. And because of where he was selected, people expected so much more, expected so kind of so many more highlight reels, so many more big plays. And, you know, he had his moments, but he certainly wasn't a big play machine. So I think for that reason, it's probably, you know, why he's doesn't get the love he probably deserves in that regard. Abdul, thanks, buddy. If Dylan has a season like last year, do you resign him? I feel like he's still young and might have potential. Yeah, they can get him at a discount. If you're talking about having a season like last year where he's kind of not as productive as you had probably hoped, yeah, if you can get him on the cheap. But look, who knows what happens with Wilson back there? Maybe he starts to get in the mix and starts ripping off big runs, and they think, well, AJ, we thank you for your service, but we've got a kid on the come up here Um, who's on a cheap deal, you know? So, yeah, I think the the one way A.J. can make it tough on the Packers is to have a really productive season. 
and to be really good every time he touches the ball and make the most of every single opportunity, which obviously is up to him. And I, I, you know, outside of that, it's tough to justify for the Packers to bring him back if he has a season like he had last year. If he does, I'd be surprised if he was back. Uh, and Abdul again, thanks, buddy. Is it safe to say 10 won't be a bust? I feel like preseason showed at a minimum he can manage an offense and didn't look like he was swimming. Too early to say, Abdul. I mean, you're right. It did look like he had total control of the offense, and there are lots of promising signs. But, man, it don't mean much against vanilla looks that he was facing for the most part, and the pressure is just totally different when you start doing it week to week and, hell, game to game, drive to drive having to produce, having to be efficient, having to put up points. you got to do it. you got to answer that bell every single week for 17 weeks. I mean, that that is not easy. And you guys know I've been a huge Jordan Love cheerleader, essentially, since the moment he was drafted. I am pulling for the young man. But, man, it don't mean nothing until you put those pelts on the wall. And we have no idea how it plays out regarding he might come out of the gate smoking. He might throw for five touchdowns against the Bears as an homage to Brett Favre. And we're going to be doing cartwheels in Green Bay and things are going to be great. And then they're going to have to play another game and another game and another game. And as those games go on, teams get more and more information. We'll see how they counter and then what the Packers do and what Jordan does to counter what they're trying to take away or how they're trying to take advantage of him. It's a long road, man. It's a long road. And again, I'm rooting for him harder than I've ever rooted for anything in my life. But there's a long way to go. Long way to go. So many folks up in here. What's up, everybody? Pogs is here. What's up, Pogs? How you doing, man? Callum, how are you? What are your thoughts on the Bears game? Aaron, thanks, man. Love being a part of Cheesehead TV. Callum, thank you so much for being here every day. I really appreciate you, man. You're, you're here every single day, and I know I don't get to Facebook quite as much as I do YouTube, but I really appreciate you tuning in. Um, I will say my thoughts on the Bears game. It's all about the running games. It's so funny because we've talked so much about, you know, Justin Fields versus Jordan Love as far as the fan bases go. I mean, that's been the internet war for the ages all offseason. And so much has been made about the pieces brought in by the Bears, but also, of course, the Packers roster reset and the youth and the speed and explosiveness and everything they're going to do in the passing game. But to me, it all comes down to, can the Packers keep running the ball? Because they were really successful running the ball against the Bears last year. And can they stop the Bears running the ball? Because we know the Packers haven't been able to stop the run since, like, Reagan was in office. So I, I don't know, man. Like, I expect the Packers to win this game. But it's a Joe Barry defense, and anything can happen. And if they can't stop the run, that opens up everything else for Justin Fields. So, yeah, go back and watch that second Bears game last year. And I get it's a different environment. It's cold. It's windy, what have you. But the Bears were in control of that game, you know, and they could run the ball. Packers got to stop that. They we can't allow them to get off on a good foot in the run game. Can't do it. Adam, thanks for Super Chat, man. It's my birthday tomorrow. Oh, I already got that one. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. So many chats. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I can't. Uh, Mike, thanks for the Super Chat, man. Carry the G at Stadium View Nags going week three. TBD, uh, we are dealing with uh, the distributor in that area and gathering place who makes the beer itself. Uh, it's going to be in at least one other place outside of Lambeau 
that's near the stadium. Not sure where yet, though. Um, but yes, TBD. Be on the lookout. And hey, here's the other thing. If you're in Green Bay or anywhere in Wisconsin, really, I actually had someone just hit me up on Twitter. If you are, if you own a bar, if you run a bar, if you are a place where they sell beer, like just ask, ask them, ask your distributor, ask whoever is in charge of purchasing. Say, I really want Carry the G. This beer is going to be everywhere in a week, everywhere around the state. And if you want it at your place, let them know. Get get a shout out. Say, hey, 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 this gathering place beer, carry the G. Got to have some. We greatly appreciate it, obviously. But I think everyone who's looking for it and wants to drink it and wants to be part of the vibe and part of the brand and have their carry the G can, they'll appreciate it 100%. Uh, Packers win by prediction. Uh, my, my prediction, I gave it on carry the G and MKE. Uh, but I, I got 27-21 Packers. Um, I wish it, I wasn't giving them 21 points. But again, Joe Barry, you got to prove it. All right, everybody, I got to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.